Business Desk Today is the podcast for New Zealand business leaders. Your daily business briefing from the team at businessdesk.co.nz. Welcome to Business Desk Today, a daily podcast featuring our top stories. It's Wednesday, March 22nd, and I'm Riley Kennedy in Auckland. In our top story this morning, technology editor Ben Moore looks at the geopolitical ramifications of the ban of TikTok from parliamentary devices. The social media app is owned by Chinese company ByteDance, and last week it was banned from any device that has access to the parliamentary network on the advice of cybersecurity experts. While the Ministry of Foreign Affairs and Trade says it expected the ban would not have an impact on bilateral trade, one expert says that these decisions always have some level of repercussion. It's a tricky act balancing the interest of your biggest trade partner and your most important intelligence allies. So while the ban may seem relatively small scale, in the current geopolitical climate it's definitely worth noting. Meanwhile, Patrick Smalley is reporting the government's Polytech mega-merger is seeking an additional $333 million to complete the creation of a single national training organisation. The figures became available after a commercially sensitive business case was accidentally published online before it was taken down yesterday. Nearly $286 million is needed to integrate 35 software systems into one. According to the business case, it says Tepukinga needs total additional funding of about $422.6 million over four years to merge and retool the country's 16 polytechnics. The business case document, which Education Minister Jan Tanetti declined to comment on because of budget sensitivity, gives the implementation plan a high and increasing risk rating, while change management of the transition to the new structure is rated at high but decreasing risk. The National Party's tertiary education spokesperson, Penny Simmons, called the leak another embarrassment for Hipkins. A redacted version was later published, blacking out the $330 million extra funding request. On the energy front, Ian Llewellyn reports that most consumers are generally satisfied with the electricity retailer, but many are worried about costs and future reliability. That's according to a survey commissioned by the Consumer Advocacy Council. Kantar Public surveyed just over 1,000 residential consumers and 500 small businesses late last year. It showed the majority are satisfied with the service they received from their current provider and the reliability of the service. However, there were mixed views about costs, with 57% feeling they'd received good value for money from their provider over the past 12 months. Despite a majority feeling they'd received good value for money from their provider, a small proportion were also consumed about the cost of electricity. Meanwhile, Jenny Ruth looks at shareholders ranking before bondholders in the Credit Suisse sale to UBS. After the break, we'll look at Oliver Lewis's trip to Singapore and recap the markets. Welcome back. Last year, Oliver Lewis travelled to Singapore to look at infrastructure lessons for New Zealand. 
In the first of a three-part series, Out This Morning, he describes how the small city-state managed to rapidly construct a mass transit network and managed to become an infrastructure exemplar within the space of a generation. While Auckland has spent decades debating projects like the City Rail Link and the second Waitamata Crossing, Singapore has made decisive investments to position itself as one of the most livable cities in the world. It's all part of a strategic gambit to not only provide for its own citizens, but to attract foreign money, skills and companies. Since its 5 billion Singaporean MRT line opened in the late 80s, Singapore has added several more lines covering some 250 kilometres. By 2030, it plans to grow the network by another 50%, meaning 8 in 10 households will be within 10 minutes of a train station. On the markets front, the benchmark index closed down roughly half a percent. In terms of currency, the Kiwi dollar was trading at 62.4 US cents at 3 o'clock, compared to Monday's 62.7 cents. That's it for today. For all these stories and more, head to businessdesk.co.nz. 